talk to you today about one of my favorite Bible characters. And actually, it's a woman who often isn't recognized as part of the Christmas story, but she did, in fact, get to meet Jesus before the wise men. And that is the prophetess Anna. And we only have three verses about her in the whole Bible, but those three verses, just by simply observing them and looking at the small details, in those verses, we're actually able to find out quite a lot about her and her character. And um, she is in the book of Luke, chapter 2. And right before we're introduced to Anna, there is a beautiful scene where another man called Simeon, and it's about Simeon, it says he was righteous and devout, waiting for the consolation of Israel. So there was this man, he, they're in the temple. It's a time when Jesus is being dedicated as an infant um, for his purification. And we've talked about that already, so I won't go into detail. But there's this beautiful scene where Simeon um, just prophesies. He actually, it says he took Jesus up in his arms and blessed God. And he goes through this whole beautiful prayer and prophecy. Lord, now you are letting your servant depart in peace because he believed that he was going to see the Messiah before he died. He had been promised that. So there's this beautiful scene of Simeon. He, he prays over Mary, gives a prophecy to her, and then we're introduced to Anna. And she is there in the temple also, and she was able to observe this whole scene. And this is what it says about her. And there was a prophetess, Anna, the daughter of Phanuel of the tribe of Asher, she was advanced in years, having lived with her husband seven years from when she was a virgin, and then as a widow until she was 84. She did not depart from the temple, worshipping with fasting and prayer night and day. And coming up at the very hour, she began to give thanks to God and to speak of him to all who were waiting for the redemption of Jerusalem. Just three verses, but they are jam-packed full of information. First of all, we can see... She's a prophetess. That's a huge statement on its own. To be a prophetess, and this is a good prophetess, it's not a false prophet. She wasn't just some, you know, wicked, full of herself, like strange spiritual. She was godly. This was in the temple. This was approved and it's being celebrated here in scripture. So she was a woman of God who was able to speak for God. She was anointed of God. I believe she knew God and would have known his scripture. She would have been there in the temple. She was, as we see in these verses. She had been a widow. She had only been married seven years. And as typical in Bible days, I'm quite sure she would have been married earlier on in her life. So it would seem now she's been a widow for a very long time. And now she was 84 years old. And she was, I believe, what the Bible would call a widow indeed. I do not believe that she had children because as was the... Um, tradition in those days, you would have been looked after by your children and been in their home and provided for. And it would seem that she was, in fact, a widow indeed, which just means she was taken care of by those in the temple, by the people of God. And there are many scriptures in the Old Testament that encourage that God really looks out for the widow and the orphan and those that are vulnerable. And it's just, a, there's just so many verses in the Old Testament about that and in the New but um so she was a prophetess and she was a widow and we can also see that she was a woman of devotion 
to the Lord because as it said, she did not depart from the temple. Now, it doesn't necessarily mean that she was sleeping there, but she was always there. It says night and day. She was active. It says she was worshiping, fasting, and praying. She was so in love with the Lord. And I believe this activity really just shows her faith in the work of prayer and the work of fasting. She wasn't doing it out of religion. And I know that simply because She's put here in these three verses, and I just know it's to celebrate the work of God in her life. That's why we see this little pocket of scriptures about Anna here. There's no conversation between Anna and Jesus. She doesn't prophesy over Mary. Like, I could understand why we talk about Simeon beforehand, because there's this interaction and prophecy. But for Anna, you know, she's just there. It would seem... Oddly enough, you know, I know she's connected in a sense, but I just believe she's put there as a beautiful picture of what God can do in a life and a picture of faith because she was there all the time praying in activity, believing the Lord to move. And she saw him move. She was a prophetess. So she knew of the anointing of God and being used of God and having him speak through her. So she was a devoted woman. And obviously being a prophetess, she was a bold woman. Now, it doesn't mean she was disrespectful or irreverent for her to have this place in the temple. I believe that though she was bold, she was probably very meek and submissive and gentle. And it therefore, I believe, would have had the ear of the people because that's why she's here in these verses. She was a prophetess. People would have listened to her. People would have heard her speak words of God, and I believe they would have listened because she was there speaking for him in anointing and humility. And I believe she was also a woman of hope. She was faithfully waiting for the coming Messiah, just like Simeon was. And she was there. And as soon at the end of those verses, we hear she began to give thanks to God and to speak of him to all who were waiting for the redemption of Jerusalem. She was so excited. And I just believe the Lord used this woman who was devoted to him, dedicated, active in prayer, a prophetess who loved him. I believe she would have had a reputation. And now that she had seen the Messiah, the promised one, He would have been just a baby at this time, just about 41 days old based on when he would have been purified for the Lord. But she was, it was, would have been so exciting for her having been 84 years old, spending her life devoted and active, full of hope to see this Messiah. And it said she told everybody at every opportunity that she had. And I think it's just a wonderful thing to think of in our day and age. Are we like Anna? You know, she was a widow. She probably could have had reason to be bitter. You know, she could have busied herself with a great many things perhaps, but she found the most important thing, that that was most precious, and that was being devoted to the Lord and being used of the Lord. And she was patient to wait for the Lord. And and in the waiting, she was active. She didn't just wait around. She didn't just believe it. She moved in that belief. She had works to show her faith. And I believe in this time, as we wait for something, 
that is the coming of the Lord for his return. Let us be like Anna and let us be active. Let us be active within our families and within our churches and within this earth. Let us be active in the work of prayer. Let's really believe that prayer actually works because it is a work. It is something that we can do just like we can preach the gospel or we can give to the needy. We can work in prayer and see God do beautiful and mighty things. So in review, Anna was a woman of devotion, a boldness, a knowledge of God, and a woman of hope. I believe she had faith that looked forward and worked and was active in prayer. And I believe she had hope that looked upward and she moved forward and looked upward towards the Lord. So let's do that as we walk forward in this life and move into the next year. Let's have faith and hope. Have a fiery Christmas.